This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Sally Wise is a kitchen guru, author, media presenter who is dedicated to equipping people to create and prepare nourishing food with accessible ingredients. Her cookbooks have sold tens of of thousands of copies and she volunteers with prisoners community groups and new businesses to teach them how to cook better and more nutritious meals she was named senior australian of the year for tasmania this year and i'm honored to be able to speak to her today good morning sally good morning i am over the moon about your complete slow cooker cookbook and i want to know how does this cooking journey begin for you Well, I've always loved cooking, but perhaps um, the time that would be most appropriate would be when, like, we had six children and um, two living grandparents, both with special needs, for a long time. So when I was about 45, I started just cooking in neighbourhood, the local neighbourhood centre. Um, They said, can you cook a meal for 10 people for $10? Like, really? I can do that standing on my head. And so I went and did that. And then they said, will you come and teach for us, you know, regularly? And I thought, oh, yeah, of course, I would love to do that close to home and, you know, the type of cooking that I loved. And that was really where the whole thing kind of gained momentum, this passion that I had for cooking, really started in neighbourhood centres and the benefit that um, teaching people home style or economical cooking could really do for them. Now, the thing with slow cooking, which a lot of your books are about, it went out of fashion and now it's back in fashion in a radical way and people are realising that there's a whole bunch of delicious recipes that don't take a whole bunch of time to make, right? No, they don't. They call it slow cooking, but I call it fast slow cooking because it's fast to prepare, slow to cook, and then fast to serve at the end. Um, and that you can use really um, inexpensive ingredients and the, the result will always be good as long as you follow a few simple rules. Now, you you spend a large amount of your time volunteering with, you know, prisoners, community groups. When you go into a prison, are you able to break out a slow cooker? And, and I mean, how does that look? What does that look like? Oh, you can actually. I also run a little cooking school here on my property and people think, oh, what can you do in, you know, three or four hours? You would be amazed. Sometimes I start something a little earlier. But there's so many things that you can cook in less time, like um, fish or chicken, um, vegetable dishes. And, you know, you can do all sorts, meatballs, pasta dishes, anything in a slow cooker. And people are amazed because your slow cooker is like your slave. You can speed it up. You can slow it down um, to however long you want it to take. Like if you want to go a bit faster, you can brown your meat though. I never do because it just makes more mess. Um, or you can put it on high and it will cook within four hours um, if with some of the um, more tough um, cuts of meat it might take five or you know then or you can put it on to low and you can put it on the morning before you go to work or before you go out to the beach or whatever it's something recreational and then come when you come home after eight hours it's there ready for you the slow cooker's done all your hard work you know it's so great because um, yeah in the cooking class people don't realize that you have um, that versatility with it they just think you know oh it, it's stock standard as our kids used to disparagingly say wet dishes but it's not it's so much more exciting than that <laughs> now sally people are hearing the word nutrition which is what you want to teach people and automatically they think chicken and grilled veggies which can be boring and off-putting however that's not really the breadth of the term is it 
No, it's not because it's it's nutrition sounds so boring and it's such an an overused word word that people think that it's just about you know something that's that's quite bland, something that you really don't want to eat. But I hear our body, I've packed this into you, and it leaves you feeling unsatisfied because yes, it might have filled a hole for a while, but you didn't feel you know it didn't feel like it was nourishing yourself or want that's kind of too grand a term but you know you don't you don't feel really satisfied this tastes fantastic wow that was great flavor you know and it's so simple take the same ingredients and put them into something more exciting and you know make it feel like it's a little bit naughty but nice at the same time i've found that always worked with my children a lot of subterfuge went into it but you know it's you can really do that you know take take something that's um, ultimately boring if you just their standalone ingredients and twist them into something really great. It's a wonderful adventure. I think um, of every household that has that um, bolognese dish that's comprised yeah. of mince, but just to get the children to eat it, you've grated in carrots and zucchini and onions yeah. and, you know, just you're just trying to grab stuff out of the fridge and put in there. Um, but it seems to be an absolute hit with the kids. If you wanted to add one other men, men, menu item to a to a fussy children's platter, what would you throw in and say you've got to try this dish? Um, if I, like they would like to have that on pasta, which is great, nothing wrong with pasta. But what I would do is bake some potato skins in the oven. Um, and use that or or just the whole potato and then, you know, fluff up the centre a little bit. And you can drizzle a little bit of olive oil on that if you want to before you put on the bolognese-style topping and a little bit of cheese or whatever and get them to try different types of cheese, like feta. Get them to make their own ricotta. Like, you can make it in a heartbeat. It's so simple. Just bring some milk to the boil, add some lemon juice, and what do you know? Presto, it's magic. You have some ricotta. Hey, try this. And because they made it, they will. And so you can put that a little bit of that under the bowl you're increasing the calcium content and and you know it, it tastes great and if you have that bolognese sauce and you know you have some leftover think about adding some other flavors to the leftovers oh, I was great on leftovers hence the subterfuge but you know cook up a little bit extra onion or not or just put in some of the spices like um, coriander and cumin and oregano and um, a bit of paprika, add that to the mix. The next day they think it's chilli con carne if you throw in a tin of you know um, kidney beans or something like that and then it's a different meal again and so things are endlessly just pushing their palate a little bit further and when I, when you grate vegetables in, I learned this very very soon in the piece, I would grate in humongous amounts of vegetables, and then they'd spotted in a heartbeat. Just start small, um, yes. you know, say a couple of tablespoons of um, zucchini is good if you take skin off; they'll never know that it's in there. Um, and then gradually you can leave the skin in, or and then you know a couple of tablespoons grated carrot. That's enough to start with to get them their palate used to the flavours. And it's it's the same with adults. You know, having been used to um, eating things that are particularly healthy, you can gradually introduce things, and gradually they'll develop a taste for them. Oh, love it! Wow, that's good. Now, one of the things that we admire and appreciate about you is the place that you came from in cooking. You had a large family with a couple of dependent adults with you as well, which means that you had to learn how to do low-cost cooking. People often think that low-cost and nutritious meals are mutually exclusive, but you found that's not the case. Yes, and you know, I just work with fresh 
seasonal ingredients, work with the seasons, what's in season, what is inexpensive at the supermarket or wherever you can get it, look for roadside stalls, that's great. Um, and then just have your basics in the cupboard, um, like I always have flour, I always have yeast because I'm a, a baking freak. I never feel secure unless I have a bread dough on the rise, but have have some um, a bit of... If you can't afford olive oil, have something else. Get rice bran oil or, you know, canola oil or sunflower or safflower oil. Just get the best you can afford in the way of basic ingredients and then start looking about for your specials and how you can um, put them into a dish. I, I used to haunt the specials at the supermarket. That, you know, I go around <laughs> behind the person with the markdown gun and just pick up anything I could, you know, that was, you know, a few dollars off here and there makes a big difference. And you can make really exciting things out of that by combining those with your basics. It's such a simple thing to do. Like bread, I, I never need my bread. I'm far too lazy. <laughs> I just have this simple all-purpose recipe and everybody loves it and goes, wow. Um, and it's made for, um, as I would have said in the old days, mere pence, um, and it's yeah, it, it's just the basis. It just it just seems like it's just a homely thing to do. Um, and you can add all sorts of inexpensive things like that, like you get beetroot. Even a tin of beetroot, you can convert that to this really delicious beetroot dip that even I, who don't like beetroot, will eat. Um, and there's all all sorts of things you can do, um, especially with the fresh produce. If you can't get fresh, well, like a tin of beetroot's okay. A tin of corn is fine. Like if you have, um, you make a soup, throw, throw in a tin of um, creamed corn, you know, it lifts it to a whole new level. A bit of Worcestershire sauce along the way always helps as well. So just take your basics, look at what's in season. Um, all these wonderful, you know, new age ingredients, they're great too, but you can't go past the basics the good basic foods of what you get, like you talked about at the beginning, chicken, some vegetables, match that with some of the basics and you have the makings of really delightful food. Plus a few staples in the pantry like Worcestershire sauce and um, a bit of chutney. You know, you can buy it at a local, you can buy one from the supermarket or a local stall or whatever. A um, bit of sweet chilli sauce, add a dash of that to anything and it will bring it alive. I love that. It, it, it also actually then makes your your menu kind of versatile because you say to yourself, whatever is in season is what's going to become the base of my meals, which yeah. will save me money. But it also means that throughout the year, you're actually going to be eating different kinds of foods. That's right. And that's really, I think that's the way we're programmed to be, is to work with the seasons. You know, you can get practically anything from anywhere, anytime these days. But, you know, it's travelled so far and each each minute it's off its bush or its vine or whatever, it's losing nutrition. So get something that's local if you can or at least seasonal and you're getting more vitamins and your body will adapt to that. And, you know, it's, it's really the best way to go, to use that word again, nutritionally, but it truly is. You're getting maximum vitamins um, from your food working along with those those seasons it's just a fantastic way to go and food is endlessly interesting then you know we look forward to the quinces and then we look forward to the raspberries and my husband's just gone blackberry picking you know and that's just amazing all you know and foraging's a big word we used to call it just looking out and seeing what was free by the side of the road <laughs> <laughs> but you can you know there's so much out there that that can be gleaned and 
popped into your food and we had a child with really good eyesight and we'd take we'd go for driving through the bush and we'd spot the pepperberry tree um, you know and she we, she would spot the pepperberry tree roll it and pull the ladder out the back of the ute and we'd pick pepperberries and put them into a chutney that sort of thing you know it's just there's so much that's growing wild and a lot of books coming out now about you know wild food things that can be um, picked from the environment that takes that nutritional thing a step further and makes it fun you know we used to have fantastic um, family picnics where we'd just go and look for an apple tree that might be growing by the side of the road or quince tree. Happens all the time. It just People just don't notice them. It's amazing. You know, talking to you, you can clearly tell that you're still incredibly passionate and motivated uh, for food and, and obviously instilling that wisdom in others. What What is it that you hope, you know, kind of as you look back over a season of life that your legacy will be? Um, looking back over life with um, cooking, I would say that people would realise again that cooking is fun and it's about more than just nourishment of, of your body. It's about sharing food with other people and a food experience. Like cook with your children. You know, they, they love to cook. It doesn't matter how simple it is. You know, get them to help you cook dinner. They might be a bit reticent at the start, but, you know, make it a bit fun, something that's a little bit naughty. You know, oh, we might have this for dessert tonight. Um, you know, it, and, and you know, I think sometimes, um, I love these cooking programs, but, you know, sometimes it makes food seem unachievable, dishes seem unachievable. Um, I'd say go back to basics, think about how food can be fun from simple ingredients. And and that's what it's about. You know, it can cross cultural barriers, it can cross social barriers, um, generational barriers. It's just an amazing thing. Oh, fantastic. Oh, Sally, this has been an absolute treat talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. It's absolutely a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.